Before we start the show, I just want to let you know that we're part of the Bard Rock Network, sponsored by Dragon Master Games. Dragon Master Games is a local game store with an online storefront where you can get TTRPG products and collectibles, including trading cards. Just go to their website in the show notes and write in the comments that Bard Rock Network sent you. You can also support the network by subscribing to our Patreon or Ko-fi to access network-wide bonus content, get shout-outs on network shows, receive network swag, and even get invited to our several annual community game nights. Anyway, on with the show. College of Whispers, the actual playbook club. I'm Marty, and I am joined by my co-host, Vicky. Hello. Uh, welcome to the episode for mm, February 2024. Uh, our guests this month are the whole cast of Magic Isn't Real. Woo! Hi. Here. Mom on we, the got, we got everybody. <laughs> we got everybody today. We got a full cast going on. We've never had this many people on the on a single episode of the podcast before, so we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna see how it goes. Especially not this many people on two microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh, if only you guys could see, we're all cuddled up here, all nice and good. Yeah, we tried to make it about as difficult as possible as we could for y'all today, <laughs> so we're happy to be here. Well, making yeah, techni- technical cool. difficulties aside, we've already had you know a lovely conversation before we even started recording. <laughs> so there's nothing really left to talk about. We're just here to say that's hi it. and yeah. goodbye. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Goodbye. Sorry, audience. Well, we'll see yeah. you next week. <laughs> yeah, bye. <That's> it. <laughs> it was really nice meeting you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, a little bit of intro information for Magic Isn't Real. Uh, this podcast is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play show uh, starring Dustin Parsons as the GM, Christian Contreras as Brandon Rodriguez. I can't do the, I can't do the world R. <laughs> Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Pfeiffer as Ted Vardaman and Kayla Temshiv as Parker Henley. Uh, the original premiere date that I have listed for Magic Isn't Real is April 17th, 2023. There good. are 20 main campaign episodes at the time of recording. You guys just put out an episode this week <laughs> when we recorded, <laughs> and it threw off all my numbers. How are you? The average runtime of uh, an, a main campaign episode of Magic Isn't Real is one hour and 19 minutes. Okay. Oh, is it? I, I go through like every show, at least get through the episodes that I have the time to listen to, and I will like do the math and like add everything together and then like average it out. And oh, I have like a little running leaderboard of yeah. average runtime. How uh, do we stack up? I was gonna say, where are we? Uh, you guys are. We're gonna be. Oh last god, place. this isn't in any no. order. You guys are not in last place. Uh, you guys are Squeeze. in. Pretty, pretty much in the middle. Yeah, we got. Yes. Uh, Woo! You average guys are podcast. I love mediocre. <laughs> yeah, you guys are pretty much like in the dead average because we have a one hour and seventeen minute show. We have a one hour and eighteen minute show. We have a one fourteen. We have one one seven, a three hour and twenty eight minute one. Yeah. <laughs> so we are so glad to have you guys here. Uh, I will. Uh, 
it's been quite the experience to listen to you guys. You're you're kind of our newest kids on the block, I think. Yeah, we're. It still feels like we just started a couple months ago. We're little babies. Hell yeah, <laughs> barely a year old. I know. Sometimes doesn't even. I sometimes I forget that like we are a podcast. Like, when, I listen, <laughs> when I listen back to us, I was like, man, who's that handsome man playing Brandon Rodriguez? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he's <laughs> handsome. Wait he's minute. conscientious. <laughs> he's succulent. Who is he? And he's so humble too. He's yeah, so, so humble. humble. <laughs> I listened to my like, man, this guy knows a lot about pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a real expert in this field. <laughs> this guy knows what's up. <laughs> so. Uh, first things first, I want to ask, uh, what was the uh, sort of inciting incident that caused you guys uh, down the path that you're on now with Magic Isn't Real? I Yikes. mean, it's kind of my fault. Yeah. Because I got really <laughs> into actual play podcasts, and uh, I was just so inspired, and I love Dungeons and & Dragons. And I was like, Dustin, you could totally like DM an actual play podcast. <laughs> oh, no. And Dustin was like, I don't know, it seems like a lot of work. And I was like, no, but you'd be so good at it. <laughs> that was like a year ago. So I bullied Dustin into it. Um, and we scooped the boys along the way. That y'all did. Y'all did scoop us up real quick. Or I think, jo- <laughs> was it you, Jonah? Yeah, uh, Dustin and Kayla reached out to me after they came up with the idea for Magic Isn't Real. And... Uh, asked if i would play and i was very happy to oblige help out my old buddies but uh they asked for another person as well so i pulled christian out of my current D group and was like this guy knows how to say some words that are cool <laughs> uh, so it's they ended thing. up hitting it off uh after meeting and hanging out a couple times and uh the rest has occurred in short order yeah i was gonna say i knew I knew I could add so much to the podcast, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but in real talk, uh, I do felt very honored that they would even reach out to me for it because I have not been playing D anD D for very long, and it, I know Jonah's like super into it, and I know he's been he talked about you guys before about how you guys played together. So it was a little intimidating when I got the invitation to jump on board, but I'm very glad I did. I will say I, I'm surprised that you guys even accepted the invitation because Jonah made it sound like we came to him with this is a podcast. This is called Magic Isn't Real. It's going to be a real time playing D&D podcast. And I just said, hey, we, we got a show. Um, we don't have a title. I have a, 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 lit- a limited uh, briefing of what it is without any spoilers because I have like a whole show Bible that I've presented. Don't say limited briefing. Dustin made a PowerPoint presentation and pitched it to Jonah. It was like, this is the world I've come up with. It's set in Foster, Rhode Island. He had all these ideas. Dustin, like, came out the gate swinging. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but Christian, no, he, he got nothing. Yeah, I got absolutely nothing. I, literally, I think, what was it, like, our session zero I went in? Well, it wasn't even session zero. No, you came over for session zero. You're like, I kind of want to play, like, the football kid. We're like, yeah, it sounds good. And then we recorded our <laughs> session zero. Yeah, that was all I had. <laughs> they were like, it's a high school. There's D&D elements in it. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to be the football player. And we went from there. <laughs> absolutely. Wonderful. It's crazy writing a campaign without the characters in front of me first because that's usually how I write for like you know a non-performative is <laughs> I have all of the characters wants their desires their super objectives their abilities and then I can morph a world around that but with this it's like here is the world and other inhabiting worlds around it 
Now let's see how they play in it. And it's just been sort of light tweaking to the show Bible, but it's still coming across very, very well, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. I will say I uh, was very impressed by, you know, I, I, so background, I found you guys on TikTok uh, just doing a skit, and this was, you know, around the time that I was conceptualizing this show, uh, and I said, you know what, they're they're new too. Maybe I'll reach out to them and see if they want to come talk about their show when once they get you know some episodes released. So I you know had the basic idea of what the premise was, and then I actually listened to the show and I was like, whoa, this is like much more in depth than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it took such a crazy turn, and so. I will say the world building has been incredible. I love mm. the characters. You guys are off to a fantastic start. <laughs> like, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, 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 really of course. That. There's there's a moment in episode four, and I'm gonna go as spoiler light as possible. Mm. But there's some role play in that episode that I wouldn't expect from a, like a new podcast. That's something that I would expect from a show that has like 50 to 60 episodes under their belt already. Wait. So. I gotta you know. ask, can you, I mean, in the vaguest terms possible, what moment are you talking about? I feel like it's it the was... Oh, the creek wasn't until, like, five or six. It was before the creek. It was um, after you guys got off the... I can't remember the name of the planet, but... Uh, Briston. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. when we're, we're When you guys recapping. get back. It, yep, mm-hmm. So. That was, yeah, that was... Um, wow, yeah. That, that, wow, that was a while ago. It's been great watching specifically you two the the you boys i've picked up from like a non-acting background i mean i know like we've done stuff in like high school theater scenes but seeing you guys come out of your shells with an improv environment you guys said i think around like episode like six or seven you guys just i think it was jonah who said it's just crazy to see D being played in a different way and it's still just as enjoyable or something mm. along those lines nice it, it made me just super, super happy to see that everyone is really gelling and we're really coming into our own. Yeah, like, um, there can be a lot of, you know, mental pressure to obviously perform when you know things are going to be presented to an audience and edited down and distilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can sometimes get in the way of just enjoying, you know, what you're doing. You know, playing D&D is the, the core of it. But, yeah, once once we got into... Uh, our characters and settled you know around that episode three four or five mark it was finally you know that weight kind of lifts and you can just have a good time while you're while you're playing uh-huh. and uh, i'm just happy that other folks seem to enjoy it as well <laughs> yeah no i this for me has been very new because again how i mean i played with jonah very with like another group of friends you know and it was very much uh, uh it, it wasn't a lot of role play per se as we're doing on here but it, there was some of it and with you guys all having a like theater background it's, it's it was again it was also very intimidating because i was like oh these guys are professional they know what they're doing and then i found out they didn't know what they were doing so then it made me ease up a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but it has been very enjoyable and it has taken me out of my shell of uh being able to like talk and perform in front of an audience aside from just uh you know, just me and a little close ended with friends, and we're just having a good time now. Now I'm having a good time, and then people are talking about them having a good time, which makes me have an even better time. So it's really cool. Yeah, I do think I know what moment you're talking about in episode four. And mm-hmm. that was hard because we had this conversation as our characters, and then we finished the session, and I went, 
Okay. Um, how do we move the show forward from yeah, here? What do we do now? Right? Yeah. yeah because yeah. sometimes you reach a point in a hero's journey where it's like, oh, we should quit and go home. Mm. We're like, things are really bad. Yeah. We should leave. Yeah. Uh, and getting to grapple with that moment as a team was really rewarding and also mm-hmm. like fun and nerve wracking. Mm. So that when we went forward, it was like, okay, how do we take the atrocities of episode four and keep pushing as a team? Um, so yeah, shout out to episode four. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Big fan, big fan. Big fan. I've heard, I've heard of getting episode two. I have not heard of getting episode four, and I was not prepared. <laughs> it's not in here. And you guys do also episode two us. We do. <laughs> so, like, yes. Get ready for, like, what is it, episode 17? Every, like, four, then ten, then whatever, Dustin decides to completely flip the script on us in just insane ways. And it's fun. It keeps us on our toes. It's all because of Mrs. Tachansky, I think. Yeah. I think because you guys said, all right, we're going to play with Dustin. I'm like, all right. Right back at you. Let's, let's keep you on your toes. Why? I like it. <laughs> It's well, a really fair nice for you, it's fair for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say it is it is it is very good for like keeping an audience and engaged the amount of just things that you will just drop that completely shift like the the whole paradigm of the show and how mm. the characters are supposed to react to stuff and what's actually going on. And like I only ended up making it to I, I want to say episode 11 in my listen through before we talked. And <laughs> There have been so many moments where I'm just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy because I feel like episode 14 drastically changes our group dynamic. Uh, or episode 13 for the boys and then episode 14 for me. Um, it just keeps going. It just keeps getting crazier. Oh, is that the, is that the party? 13 is the party. 14 yeah. is part two of the party. The morning after. Oh, yes. The morning after is... <laughs> Which, the morning after is always Anyway, rough. if you have to ask about the titles, it's all Kayla, and then we just vote on which one was the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's can, always Kayla. You can blame them for that one. That's true. <laughs> I'm out here pitching puns. <laughs> A lot of, uh, you said something about uh, dropping information, and then it changes everything as far as we know it. I think a lot of that has to do with um, the the <coughs> in terms of a D and D layout of a DM's notes. The mentor in this situation is Colin, someone who has been trying to fix the world but can't uh, due to their limited skill and expertise. But then they bring in group after group on who can, and then he just has to drop information that he's already dropped a couple times, hmm. and it's crazy to see how quickly they can pick up on things you're fine you can pick it up <laughs> it's like uh, sorry you got a thumbs down so- in the chat yeah no sorry it's just every time we record something jonah's messing with something and he always <laughs> drops it <laughs> every We've single time fidgets. it's part of the visual gags <laughs> it's just and really always. rewarding to see how that information is dropped and then they have to soak it in and then now uh, not to spoil anything with the most recent episode that came out this week, uh, someone new has joined the party, and now the players are dropping information that they've had to drop a couple times to this new person, and it's like the relationship is being passed down, the mantle is being passed, and it's really, really mm. just rewarding as a DM to see them doing that on their own. I really enjoyed Colin as he has, he, you know, the episodes progressed, just because it was like, 
man, they really don't like this guy. No. <laughs> and it's like, how are, how are no. they ever... How are they ever gonna work with him in any capacity? They just d- dislike him so intensely. You say you appreciate him, and that—that's the first time that's ever touched my ears. Oh, that's—that's <laughs> that's bliss. He's—he's he's just a good narrative device. To, or exactly, he's—he's he's no, just I mean, a good right. narrative punching bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been <laughs> nice to Colin, for the record. <laughs> Parker has also been really mean to Colin, but she's been nice to Colin on occasions. On occasions, yeah. On a, just like a couple times. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I have been known before like doing this professionally in terms of like just random D&D. I I do a lot of the mentor is often a shithead. Like it's mm. often someone nobody really likes. However, this is the call to adventure. And learning to love someone so trivial is kind of my bread and butter because the more that I look in, like, the world that we live in, not everybody is the happy-go-lucky mentor that I usually see in tabletop RPGs. Where, come on, we have to go on an adventure! We gotta save the princess! (laughs) And I'm just like, that's not real to me. That's not something I've experienced. Um, So I like bringing real characters to life and observing how even the people who you don't perceive as good can often lead you to good places i think it kind of rounds them out as a character rather than just a a plot device here's somebody who's Mm -hmm. going to tell you information you've kind of created an entire character with a backstory and with a um like a personality so much backstory too much actually (laughs) (laughs) i do have to throw some roses at your feet for the like the just the npcs and the voices that you do for them, yes, uh, like very top-notch voice work. I appreciate good characters. It. Mm. You know, I just got to th- throw throw a few roses at your feet. God. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I've been lacking in those lately as uh, the show progresses, just because of how heavy the editing load has been. I've mm. had less time to prep. So this tr- when I say it's an improv environment, it's really starting to become an improv environment. <laughs> it's just like. Hamble D. Bibble, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know his name. <laughs> Steve Scrunkle. <laughs> what was that, Steve Scr- Yeah, right, right, that one. Right, that, right, that. No, Dustin does not give himself enough props for the sheer amount of voice work. Um, this man will make us all deeply uncomfortable when we meet a new NPC, because they'll sound terrifying. And we're yes. like, oh, great. Awesome. But it's still my yeah. face. You know, I just got up. My head's bedheaded. I've got my nerdy glasses on. And then I'll be like, <laughs> you're not going to escape this room. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, oh, my, indeed. I've been really <laughs> concerned that people think I modulate my voice, but it kind of makes me happy when people do think that. Because I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, no, sure, it's modulation. You feel like an <laughs> echo. I, yeah, I had like echo it. and um, reverb, but other wow, than that. Wow, way to kill the immersion there. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, that's my bad. That's my bad. I'm just, I, I meant it more of like the only thing you do is add echo. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> you mean you're not doing that live on your own? Yeah. Actually, I'm behind I Dustin whispering the entire cup. time. Yeah. It's right here, and it just goes into the cup and echoes back to the mic. Yeah, it's perfect. Actually, very great Foley work, if I do say something. We're all practical effects here at Magic Is It Real. <laughs> I take great pleasure in trying to make sound effects that I know will just be edited out and replaced with sound effects. I've been starting to edit over those, though, because you'll do it where you're like, when you're taking off the latex armor and you're like just making the sound for it. I'll do all my little animal noises. As a druid, I'm like, I turn into a rabbit and I'm like, 
up in the mic and Dustin's like, I can put a sound effect. <laughs> what sound effects do rabbits make there? That's the only thing. It's just a... <laughs> <laughs> you should see, I did our whole, um, our mini, we did a spooky special and there were a lot of bat noises and you just hear mm. me in the room going, <laughs> like every time. Just an hour and a half straight of that. Straight up bad noises. We don't deserve any better. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't tell, we're really hard on ourselves up here. <laughs> 100% for sure. So I am uh, on your guys' Discord. Yes. Uh, and you guys just announced recently that you are, you've are you added some new uh, faces to the team. Uh, yeah. We did. You made the announcement. You want to go into it? Sure. Um... Yeah, so just to brag on Dustin more, Dustin on top of writing the show uh, also edits the show and does all the sound effects, which, believe it or not, is a freaking ton of work. Um, And we want to provide a consistent release schedule because we have such a wonderful listening audience and we've got like this amazing group of patrons uh, and we want to be able to give that to them. So we found two uh, people that I went to high school with who are massive fans of the show and offered their editing services. So now we've got uh, Brendan Rex and Josue Campos who are doing additional editing for us. Uh, and they've been absolutely wonderful. We're four people talking at the same time, making goofs and gaffs at each other. So we're not the easiest people to edit for. And uh, we brought them onto the team and they've been absolutely wonderful. And we're really hopeful that with their help, we can release episodes uh, more consistently and awesome. produce more content. Goated, absolutely goaded, guys. I couldn't have said it better myself, Christian. Yeah, no. yeah that's true. <laughs> just sometimes I just have a way with words. Yeah. Just gonna... well, I, adjectives are impeccable. Yeah. I'm not going to even give the announcement next time. We're just going to pivot to Christian. He'll say one <laughs> word. Honestly, and you guys it's really dope. It. Uh, really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm work, just going to say cool. And then it's just over. It's going so well over here. <laughs> About uh, the editors themselves. They all have like a background in like either media or podcasting themselves. I know one of them worked for a podcast while they were in college, but it was more informational. The way that we go about telling information okay, is constantly like this. But then we have us around here just, you know, everyone's <laughs> screaming and yelling and rolling dice. <laughs> Fuck! Another one! And then like, I'm like, yep, yeah, can you edit that for me? And he's like, uh, uh, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this what you want? And it's just been a really hard editing curve I, I can I can see because I can tell that we are not the most professional podcast out there. Oh. However, we have the most fun and I can't really change that. I can't really um, <laughs> trade that for anything. Truly working with you guys is a blessing and I'm really happy to do it each and every week. No. Gross. I so know, dude. Like <laughs> the one time I'm going to say that, okay? <laughs> Keep that, record it, set it to my ringtone. Hey folks, we just want to take a break from the action to let you know how you can support the show. As a part of Bard Rock Network, you can support us through a number of affiliate programs, where a portion of your order goes to support the network. Everyone loves dice, right? Fanroll Dice can make dice of all shapes and sizes, as well as accessories like trays, bags, and towers. Or, maybe you want to take better campaign notes. Just check out Minva RPG and look at their assortment of campaign journals and tools. Finally, 
You can level up your game night with tea or coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. In addition to delicious tea and coffee, they have stickers, tokens for your favorite trading card games, and playmats. Qualifying orders even come with free dice. All of those affiliate links can be found in the show notes, and you just need to use the code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. Most folks don't realize it, but the world is ripe with monsters. And when you have a monster problem, you need someone who is smart. I came over here, I saw that there was a crime scene, I figured, you know, I'd park here on the... the... Crime scene. Brave. It's just not our fight. We just honk the horn, everybody dissipates, and we just ride away. And qualified. If nobody is going to, to assist David with this, he is going to pull out his nunchucks. Who gave him those nunchucks? Van Helmen's family is none of those things, but they're the best we've got, so check them out on Monster Cafe, available now wherever you find your favorite podcasts. an elimination chamber this weekend. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're we're definitely um, uh, consistent in our inconsistencies. Yeah. It's part of the charm. <laughs> it's part of the charm. If I can ask a question and just dive in while Marty Seven, like it's it's more about the world building. Um, because not only do you have one D and D world, you have two worlds. I'm just wondering how that came about because you were essentially handed a podcast idea and where that came from and how you started with two, how you got to two worlds and more. I started writing Magic Isn't Real as a, as a game, not a podcast. And Mm -hmm. I started off with, uh, you know, string theory and the way that one path can cause an entire world to call, uh, create a different set of circumstances, a different set of mm-hmm. uh, biological life forms, and how we might be one of many alternate universes. And I was just really obsessed with that, uh, being you know, a creative writer and someone who wants to you know, be in media and TV. I really just started delving down into this, writing like each in individual world. I think... Um, was the first world they got to that Finnadale was one of the first ones I wrote where like I wanted to create a race of people in D&D that are not D&D coded I wanted mm. them to be more like uh, Avatar not the last airbender but the blue people uh, <laughs> and I wanted to be able to take my players especially because I know everyone here is a little bit seasoned in D&D and everybody uh, at least in my time I've been playing for like 14 years and it's been crazy to see how nothing gets different and there's no big change so i want to create places that these people will go to and they'll be able to interact with fully and to the no railroading at all uh well i shouldn't say that i I say that (laughs) now and then we're gonna get people in the discord like ah dustin uh no you do give us actually a ton of options (laughs) exactly Hmm. i um I think that's my biggest thing in D&D is to let the players have their own agency and go to whatever world they whatever world they want to do. Mm. Um, and I think that sort of started to branch off into it started out as 
there is the real world and the D&D world. And then I started learning more about alternate universe theory and string theory and all that. And I said, well, yeah. maybe we could just live in the infinite and whatever world we need for that situation, we can pull. And hmm. it's been really, really fun because every week is what world are they going to next as opposed to let's build off what we already have which could could be good and I'm losing a lot of narrative power in that situation but it's really nice to be able to let everybody think on their feet and discover each and every week I will say it is really cool and very unique because sometimes when we go into a new world it almost feels like we're starting over again Mm -hmm. it almost feels Mm -hmm. like oh we gotta learn about this world before we go in and deep dive into it kind of like we did with uh finnedale when we first started yeah with finnedale and with um priston the second world we go to with finnedale we really really get thrown right into it but with priston you get to see all of us kind of navigate like all right dustin's come up with this place Hmm. uh and we are seeing it in our mind's eye and we need to figure out how to blend in and immediately we all just start lying to npcs <laughs> and just being ridiculous and i'm like i'm 45 and i'm clearly a 14 year old girl yeah. and you know uh, jonah's ted dons a whole disguise and then you've got brandon who's like oh my god just be normal for once <laughs> in your life um and dustin here gets to just create this world for us to play in and figure out and it's kind of like a really fun puzzle i'm a puzzle person and i think it's become a puzzle of every place dustin makes for us it's like okay how do we fit in here Uh, what do we do to acclimate to the world that Mm. he's gifted us yeah I sometimes forget that you are actually 14 years old in the show. Me too. Oh, yeah, that, I know. That... I'm a child. Uh, Christian gets to play. You're 17, right? I'm 17, baby. Yeah, and then Ted's 15. 15, so acts older yeah. than the 17-year-old and is in reality emotionally. <laughs> yeah. I think 15 is the age, like at least for me, where I'm like, oh, I'm an adult now. Yeah, yeah I, go to the, I go to a restaurant, they hand me the big kid menu because I'm mm. a fucking adult yeah. and I'm recognized as such. <laughs> and I call it the big kid menu. And I call it the big kid menu. It has nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it, it is. Sometimes we'll make choices and namely in, I want to say it's episode 16, there's a choice that's made and we all discussed afterwards and I'm like, we're 14, mm-hmm. we're 15, mm. we're 17, we make bad choices. Yeah. We're playing teenagers. It'd be, we've got to be truthful to that. And sometimes I do stuff and I'm like, I, Kayla, know this is a terrible idea. Yeah. But I am playing a 14 year old girl and life is hard. Yeah. And this is what yeah. she's going to do. Which is so fun. So fun. That is, that is good to know that, like, you guys are trying to be true to, like, being teenagers. Cause that was something when I first started my listen through, I was like, okay, they're doing a high school setting. Mm kind of you know almost isekai anime Mm -hmm. style thing with you know teenagers we get isekai so hard (laughs) how are they gonna are they gonna be able to play these characters effectively knowing that they're you know teenagers in high school doing all this stuff and i and i do have to say you guys have been doing a great job (laughs) Mm. i know there's been a like a a lot of choices especially i think kayla makes the most like rational choices as in I'm a 14-year-old girl. This is how 14-year-old <laughs> girls act. And she will, like, make the worst decision just to keep her character in character. I will commit so hard to the bit. 
will. But I'm also playing a 14 year old who was raised by her grandparents, so it's yes. a special kind of age. Um, but yeah, anything for the bit. Anything for the bit. <laughs> it's hard to be 14. Yeah. It, there's there's always like the you know that you hear the you hear the horror stories of like oh this is what my character would do, mm-hmm. but like actually doing it and meaning it earnestly and it you know for the good of like either just a like at home game or a, an actual play mm-hmm. uh, doing it effectively is always a good sign of a good show no <laughs> <laughs> no please cut that <laughs> please uh, yeah <laughs> okay. yeah this is why go. our runtime is only an hour and 19 minutes <laughs> Yelling, please cut that. Please cut that. Please cut <laughs> that right <laughs> now. Yep. Yeah, we actually do like four hour sessions. In- <laughs> wow. There was a whole other character you didn't see. There's like three other BBEGs. Yeah. We went to an entire world, decided, no, cut that. <laughs> I think the only time we've done anything, there was one time when I solved a puzzle too fast. Oh. And we did go back and re record that I had done a worst job solving that puzzle. Um. <laughs> And then there was one time we lost 30 minutes of audio and had to re-record that. I think, truly, that became a really good episode. I, at the time, I was the most pissed. I was the one who was upset. And then everybody, I knew when Jonah was trying to pull me back in and Jonah was trying to keep a positive outlook is when I was like, maybe I shouldn't be upset. Maybe I really should should just take this more seriously. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Less seriously. <laughs> I mean, Jonah, okay, come right. on. <laughs> well known to be the positive voice of the crew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Jonah Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we really do have a great relationship of, because at every table, there's going to be players versus DM. That's always going to happen, no matter what. <laughs> but we have created such a good environment of players versus DM, but also at times it has to be players with the story. And what can we do that is going to be effectively impacting the story, but is also true to the character and also kind of flips a middle finger to Dustin. And, you know, that happens. And I've <laughs> seen many of them. I, I think it's, <laughs> it's a part of the aspect of the game that I truly do enjoy. I play the victim so fucking well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no. get me back, though, because I run a two shot and Dustin is absolutely feral. <laughs> Dustin's like, anytime you have wronged me in the game, I will, I will exact revenge. I think my favorite point was in five minutes of it. You were like, there's a magical street. It's like uh, a normal, like, modern-day place, but it's like, there's like, is that a bird? Is it a griffin? And I'm like, oh, it's like I'm there, babe. And you were like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> brutal. There's a reason I don't DM. There's a reason. <laughs> it's such a well-documented thing, having like you know a, an established dm and players in a show and then you take that dm out of the seat and just put them on the other side of the table and they just lose it they just mm-hmm. go nuts and it's always so fun it was <laughs> phenomenal um <laughs> yeah just to dustin's like why are you doing this i'm like look at episode two look at episode four look at episode 16 look at episode 17. Wow. Yeah, I'm like this is on <laughs> you bro this is your You're fault. right. You're right. <laughs> You're always right, dear. Yes, thank you, darling. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, it's um, I've noticed I've become such a terrible player the more I DM, because I, uh, I 
constantly feel like I'm taking up too much spotlight. I shouldn't be speaking right now. I shouldn't assume what the world is. But that's everything that I recommend these three do all Mm. the time. I'm like, this world, use it. Take it. If you assume something, I'm going to go with it. I... I think the more I DM, the worse player I am, but it's truly just a journey. And I'm only, what, 23? I can still learn as a player, but I think DMing is kind of the place where I am a more creative advocate as opposed to putting myself down. And I think it's really nice to find the happy medium in between. And you know what I think I find the most fun like about playing with you guys is, especially with Dustin, because sometimes me and Dustin will just kind of throw an idea up in the air. <laughs> And then, like, we won't even talk about it for, like, two episodes. And then it'll just – he'll just throw it at me. And I'll have to just roll with it. And then I'll say something out of pocket. Then he'll just roll with it. And I think it's just some of the most fun that I think I have playing. The two of y'all, your chemistry, your storytelling chemistry is insane. There's, like, three situations I can pull out of my back pocket that you're talking about. Yeah. You'll send me a text, and you're like, is this okay? And I'm like, yeah, fucking go with it. Do it. Yeah, and then I won't hear about <laughs> it for like a week or two, and then it'll just pop up. <laughs> no, you give me seeds, and I let, them, I let them sit. I let them grow. I think that's the best fucking part. <laughs> we have so much time, so many episodes to go. Yeah, me and Jonah are like, let's go shopping and not buy any of the tools that we actually need for the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I could have bought armor? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the steel chair. Oh, I get some yes. armor. That's what I'm saying. Like, episode three, you got a chair and you brought it somewhere. And I'm like, where is I, I made mechanics for that, to dude. To be fair, to be fair, things got real bad real fast. True. You guys had a lot bigger stuff to worry yeah. about. Yeah. I don't think I have chair proficiency anyway. <laughs> so sad I think you guys have done a very good job of keeping your characters out of harm's way truly I I love I, I feel like I usually I'm a more nice DM in the sense of I'm not going to TPK any party I run with I feel like there's a lot of DMs that will throw the biggest encounters at them because I want to see a big epic fight, and I'm just going to sit and watch because I, I, I'm the god just watching over this planet. But I feel like I'm more nurturing than I should be most times, and I I want to nip that. You're trying to but make up for episode two. Up. I was going to say, says so. the person that kills me off in episode two. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. I don't know. I think I've messed m- with my own head in that regard. Ugh. But you guys, you guys, I feel like, really know when it's a time to run versus a time to fight. And I just mm-hmm. really appreciate that as a group. Yeah, I will say, I think uh, now that we were talking about it, episode two was so funny. And I, I, that's one of those ones that I will always remember. Because I still remember, like, when I rolled my last death save. And I looked around the table, and everyone was just standing there being like, what? What do we do? Do we do we re-record? <laughs> like, like, do we stop? Like, yeah, major spoilers for episode two, but we almost had to stop the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I said no because that's a lot of work. <laughs> yep. So, so you guys, Brandon lives because we were too lazy to redo it. Oh, my God, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry, we're going on our own tangents. What did you ask? Yeah, for real. We are, <laughs> sorry, we are completely just taking over. To be fair, I was listening to episode two, and I was like, there's there's no way. I can hear the panic rising in everybody's voices I know. as it's starting to fall really right badly. Now? And I'm like, this could go wrong. <laughs> like, they're not getting their abilities. What the fuck did I do? Did I set it too high? I can't go back now. Oh. <laughs> no, I got real life mad at Dustin. I was like... We're level one. You threw yeah. too many monsters at us. 
That's true. Level one D and D is just a mess. It is. <laughs> it's 99% it is. Of the time. It would have been fine if mm-hmm. I could have healed anyone successfully. Unfortunately, that's on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episode two was just all Kayla's fault. Yeah, that's, that's on all me. it was. Wow. Which is what it all comes down to at the end of the day, I think. <laughs> I never usually like to start at level one, at least level two, but still, mm-hmm. that's that's not a place where I love to start from, unless they're like new players. Uh, but. I felt it was really necessary for these it, characters yeah. to grow in that regard, mm-hmm. and I do not regret it, even though I was really worried about it. You guys are playing it off very well. And I, and I think you guys got through those introductory levels in kind of, you know, short order, and it was, you know, you know, it, it, was, it was narratively, like, it had to be where you guys started from the bottom, mm-hmm. and... You know, you didn't linger there too long. I know uh, some other shows that I've listened to, they're level one for like 15, 16 episodes. And it's like, couldn't I? I had like five hit points. I think I started with seven hit points. Like, I fell and almost died in the first (laughs) episode. Literally, face roll. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, uh, Parker coughs up blood, I guess, because I have one hit point left. (laughs) I think we could have stayed longer. However, I, I don't believe in myself as a dm to be able to not kill you guys again and again and again at level one just because the monsters you can throw at level one people is very minimal i (laughs) truly believe that getting your abilities raises you to level two almost immediately and that's the thing with milestone versus xp is like what interactions gain you a level up versus oh you killed this many goblins great uh cool uh level up within two right. sessions. I'm really upset at how slow you're leveling right now, but it's, as I'm re-listening and watching through, I think it's really necessary that you guys build off of what you already have. I think it's great to see your guys' abilities evolve slowly, even though it's not as slow as, yeah, like you said, other podcasts. Yeah, I think we're level six now. Officially right now, <laughs> after recording episode 22. Yeah. Ah, I was going to say level 20, you was talking about level 5, so I need yeah. to level up at some point. <laughs> 22, be on the lookout, it's rough. You know, you know <laughs> they, earned it. they earned they their level up. Oh, <laughs> like, you know what's the crazy part about that, though? Because I know you guys were so excited to level up to get y'all like more magic in with you guys. But me playing a Marshall, kind of just like, well, he could just give me a pretty sword and I'll be okay. <laughs> you know? Right. When I'm when I'm playing like early martial classes, I'm always like, just get me to level five, just get me to level five. Yeah, I just want that extra attack. Yes, so the extra attack, you <laughs> get it. <laughs> it was terrible because when we leveled up to level five, Brandon's boost was so massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, no spoilers, but it became directly an inconvenience for me personally. And I was like, oh gosh, why are barbarians so strong at level five? I'm like, I just got more spell slots, I guess. Oh, but it yeah, getting out. that whole extra attack action is just like Amazing. it opens up the floodgates yeah. for just damage saving. It is. Do not sleep on the freaking martial classes. <laughs> no. Yeah, Christian's our resident hand to hand combat guy. I will stand martial classes till the end of time. I think you've played a warlock once before. I played one warlock and then I used his and then I used most of his spells to actually do martial fighting. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never understand. I know a lot of warlocks who go for the pact of the blade or something and just use the blade. Love they don't that. use the spell slots, they just use the blade. <laughs> what spell slots? You're talking about exactly. warlocks. Exactly, you only get two. <laughs> what did, were you 
you packed with the blade? I was packed with the blade. Yeah, there we go. Damn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, if you went tome, I will shit right now. <laughs> no way. Canonically... I don't need spell slots for Eldritch Blast. Are you kidding me? Hail <laughs> Rage Blast. Agonizing Blast. Just level it up, dude. Now, I have had in my possession one weapon the entire series. I never used it, and I just gave it away. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I'm the exact opposite. Oh, uh, we haven't gotten to the big giveaway yet, though. That's hopefully next week gets posted. I'm still crying over that. Ooh. Oh, I remembered what it was. <laughs> sorry. Uh-oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, talking in the future here. Didn't mean to get us off again, but. Well, let's see. If that comes out next week, we also come out next week. So Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. you have time. Listen to all 20 episodes. I'm I'm trying to do a better job of like telling our audience like what is next so they can listen along with Uh us and like have, you know, some knowledge of the show when they come in to listen to us talk about it. I don't know if we ever actually said like the uh, uh, crux of the biscuit when it comes to our show, but really it's like the what of the what now? The crux of the biscuit, (laughs) dude. No, like we our show is about high schoolers that end up with magic and infinitely more responsibility than any high schooler should be prepared for. And then we just get isekai'd over and over and over again. And it's real fun. It's, I think, I'd like to think we're real different. And there's... Jeez, me too. Yeah, I know. There's something <laughs> endearing about watching people um, realize with such a finality that magic is, in fact, real. Because we're not playing, you know, adventurers. We're not playing people in a world where magic makes sense. We're literally high schoolers. And first day of school goes freaking crazy. And that's, <laughs> like, that's our whole deal. Yeah, the the fact that, like, all of, I want to say, like, the first five or six episodes happen within, like, the first week of yeah. the school year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's got to be like, is this what high school is supposed to be like? Like yeah. having just no frame of reference at all. Like the movies. I think I say it at the end of like episode one or episode two. I'm like, high school is freaking crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she does. Like, is this what joining an after school activity is like? Cue the anime outro. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, now that we're talking about the early episodes, I, I'm very curious. Do you guys found anything that we did in those episodes to be kind of frustrating from the beginning aspect? I want to see, like, maybe we made a bad decision as a, uh, like, as a player, or is there something that you were like, we could have easily have solved that had they just said something else? You guys have been very nice. Dig into us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I will say I have a, I have a bone to pick with one uh, Dustin. Oh, okay. <laughs> this will probably this will be covered literally uh, next episode. <laughs> literally next episode. So in the same week that the, that our episode comes out, um, you guys have the extra credit segment at the start of every episode, which I think is so fun. Just having a little like mini game at the start of the game. Uh, very good addition that you don't see in a lot of just actual play shows, but you <laughs> owe Jonah a point. Because battle axes are, in fact, versatile weapons. The word of the day is vindication. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, I I totally do. And it's, I think, because it was still, like, the early stage. Like you said, like, episode four, Mm. I was still really nervous every time. And I was still, like, I got to be the DM, the big big guy at the other end of the table. 
and I gotta I gotta be uh, iron fist with this. And I wrote <laughs> down the correct answer, and I'm like, that's the correct answer. If they don't say that, that's not correct. And uh, I simply got it wrong because, unlike Christian, I, I play casters mostly. Uh, <laughs> um, and going back to the equipment aspect, something I haven't you know seen the textbook for in years, years, years. Uh, right. I just let that thing slip, and I definitely do owe Jonah another point of inspiration. <laughs> well, the only reason I caught it is because in a game that I'm playing right now, I'm playing a paladin that has a battle axe, mm. and when you were like, it's not versatile, I'm like, totally. uh, yes, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I finally got my, like, uh, that was my first real, like, um, actually moment <laughs> as a D&D player. It feels good, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did for like a minute, and then I and then I said it in the Discord, and I was like, "They're gonna not like me because <laughs> no. I'm gonna go through and fact check all these now because I have power." Read us for Phil, <laughs> please. I've been waiting for like, I've been I, I think I said it to Kayla the other day of like just when when this does because I have no no doubt that this this could go on for a long time, but if this does eventually reach a larger audience, <laughs> like see like the Reddit posts of. <laughs> wait, why did Dustin say blank? That's not at all how rules is written or whatever because I truly feel like I play a lot of homebrew and a lot of, like, rule of cool. Like, if, if, this, mm-hmm. if this is how it has to be just to make that effect happen, sure. Uh, and I'm just waiting for the flood of comments of, like, well, that's not how that spell actually works. And I understand, because <laughs> like I said, I've been playing this game a long time. I am no regard a cool person, not nerd. I am very much so the geek that likes to call people out. But uh, when it's on me, I know it's another freaking scenario. Oh, yeah. I can't I... wait to see how many times I fucked up. <laughs> and I'm always just like, uh, you know, I'm like you i'm like a rule of cool just like mm-hmm. the rules say this whatever it's funnier or better if we do it this way mm. but the one time i was like this is this is harmless enough where i can where i can razz them about oh, this absolutely. i think <laughs> and yeah next episode i owe him yep. yeah look look forward to that buddy yeah i feel like uh i'm the person i think with the least D experience on the pod and it's really fun to well you know we'll play and then i'll listen back and be like oh that thing i did is not how that works like i have learned more now (laughs) uh and i'm yeah anytime i re-listen i'm like kicking myself i'm like nice nice yeah i will say i think we still are our biggest critics because there have been times where i've noticed i've said something or like a or used an ability that doesn't work that way and I'm just like, dang it, I can't wait to get roasted in the goddamn Discord. <laughs> and then no one says anything. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, wow, Brandon's so succulent. <laughs> the people on the Discord like us. The people on the Discord want to be there. The people on Reddit don't uh, know that we exist yet. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, don't know that we're there yet. No. We have one. We've received one. Uh, shout out to anyone that listens to our pod. We have so many like glowing reviews. We received one negative review, and it's amazing. Uh, Cause it's just like this. Just sounds like a bunch of friends that want to make each other laugh. And I was like, man, you got me there. <laughs> is that not the Nail point? The is that not why you make a show like, like this? Yeah, oh, isn't that D and D? Yeah, right. I'm like, no, nah, that's my bad. That's my bad, you guys. <laughs> uh, Sorry for wanting to have fun. Yeah. What? No. So much of what I do is just like you can't. You you don't get it. But so much of it is us giving each other little looks. Um, mm. the whole time there's in one of the episodes that just dropped there's a beautiful scene because, because 
excuse me, between Christian and Dustin because their improv chemistry is insane. And what you don't see is me like wide eyed at Jonah, like pointing and like making gestures the whole time. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I did amplify both of their mic. The, me and Christian were having the scene. I amplified Jonah and, and Kayla's mics during that because there's that one point <laughs> you hear me a just... proposal is given and then they go, <gasps> and it's like, oh, I need that, of course. Yeah. Get us our live studio audience. The live studio audience is just me going, oh, shit. Now <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember, like, uh, I've had a few interactions where I look over at Kayla, and Kayla's yeah. just, like, staring at me, just, like, glaring. <laughs> yeah, Christian's dropping these bits just for me to pick up because I'm sitting here <laughs> bullying him about it all the time. Uh, it's really fun. It's really very fun. Let's see. Do we want to do? Do we want to do a little fun question now? Do it. We, we, we got. The, we got the classic. Yeah. Uh, Who do you hate the most? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who's your least favorite? <laughs> no. Who's the um, worst on the podcast? <laughs> who's your favorite <laughs> character? And why is it Brandon? I think we asked in the um, after show, but who's your least favorite NPC? And I, I love hearing that stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, great. They're the BBEG now. No. <laughs> If you could invite uh, any special guest, living, dead, real, fictional, who would it be to your show? John Cena. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an insanely hot take. Just just because we reference wrestling so much and the amount of mm. references Jonah has done to John Cena and, like, any other wrestler on there. I would love to – in reality, any wrestler, but John Cena because I think it's, like, three episodes that I've seen Jonah, like, hum his theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a good answer. Yeah, I picture just not even introducing him with any fanfare. He plays Ted's brother. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I would love that. Yeah, we found this guy. We we just found this guy on the street. His name's Jim. (laughs) Jim. Justin. I think he's known for (laughs) make-a-wishes. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, he's on our show now. (laughs) Good thing it's an audio podcast. You can't see him. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Took me a second to get that reference. <laughs> Jonah, Dustin, do either of y'all have an answer? Because I'm torn between a couple. Me as well. Nah, I'm all in on John Cena. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I change it. That's yeah. it. double down. Christian said my answer. <laughs> Uh, I am such a, especially with Parker, I'm really enjoying like the body horror type stuff. I love having the like little girl who looks super innocent, just like absolutely contort and revolt and look terrible. Um, so because of that, I love my man Stephen King. I would mm. love to just have a Stephen King style super scary episode. Um, but my other answer is my real life parents, uh, because we've talked a lot about Parker's parents and that they don't exist. And my dad does a terrible British accent. Shout out to my dad. And um, (laughs) we just keep joking about him being the pre-recorded voice of my dad. And I think that would be really funny. Yeah. However, my parents do not know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, We'll freak out the second we put them on mic. Again, love my parents. (laughs) Love them. But yeah, them or Stephen King, you know, the obvious obvious two choices. (laughs) God, I don't even know. I, w- I was thinking, like, people in the D&D community. That's fair. Then people Emily that, asks for <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Your, your obvious choices. And then I get John Cena and Stephen King's slash <laughs> father. <laughs> I, I think my main one that I was, I was thinking of is obviously Brandon Lee Mulligan because he can pick apart anything. And I really, 
I love the praise and I love that everyone like loves the show, but I'm I'm really really itching for those negative reviews, man. See, I thought you were gonna say so we would have a good DM. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh no. Oh, killed off. All right. Did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're nothing if not exceptionally mean to each other, apparently. Like I said, great relationship between the players and DM. <laughs> All right, say goodbye to Ted. Yeah, come <laughs> now. Series wrap on Ted Vardaman. No, so, my boy. <laughs> Truly, that before episode 18, I feel like wasn't ever a possibility. But now that the game has officially started, mm. I think mm. people online might start to pick teams of Team Brandon, Team Ted, Team Parker. As unlikely as Team Parker might be. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> wow. See, I can bite back too, bitches. <laughs> no, uh, it's exciting. Come episode 17, I believe, there's another drastic Justin-style um, plot twist that gets to pit us all a little bit against each other. Um, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole game changes, you know, in true, like, season finale fashion. Um and who's to say what happens to any of the characters at this point? I don't think Dustin will just kill us off for fun. Um. I do. <laughs> Unless. We have the evidence. Look at episode two. I was about to say, yeah, like, I already died twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, have we been listening to the same show? Yeah, what <laughs> show is this? You guys are in it. Are you not? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't even listen to the show, honestly. Truly, truly <laughs> I think if one of these characters are going to be killed off, it's going to be by another player character. Oh man! Oof! I love that you guys are comfortable enough with each other to just like be like, yeah, we'll PvP and we might kill each other, whatever. It's so fun though, because I remember there's an episode where I just freaking go off on Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, Parker gets so pissed at Brandon, and then we stopped recording, and it was like, you good? You good? Yeah, that was fun. Like, let's go again. <laughs> yeah, it felt tense, and I was really like, I, I really hope these guys are really good, and they're 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 just playing the really good role that they are and no actual feelings are getting hurt and then we ended it and everybody like said oh fuck that was great and I was like Bro, was so oh fun. thank god oh my god thank god I don't need to establish an HR department yet awesome I'm the opposite of them I channel my real life angst directly into Ted what? to create Ted a, a no. vivid image of teenage mood swings yeah I do after the last after the last episode we recorded, I had to check in with Joda. I was like, was that too mean? He's like, no, you're good. I was like, okay. <laughs> I okay, get so pissy you. when we're actually playing, though. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Me sitting there with this big-ass fucking cartoonish frown on my face. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a lot like when we lost 30 minutes of audio and I got really pissed. Like, it, I, in the time, I was truly, honestly upset, and I really didn't want to record. But it came to be such a good episode just because of the antithesis of personalities on the mic at the time. It was just, I, I, I think, I'm, I'm an avid believer of conflict creates good story. If it is real, it brings together a more satisfying light versus like we're pretending and we're role playing and this, that, and the other, which is still good and I believe mm. can still create a good product in the end. But if it's real and it's actually happening, it feels different and it's going to invoke the audience to feel a different way at the end of the episode you're funny because like i think i kayla have more fun the worse it gets for our characters 
something happened in one of the recent episodes and i was like cool i can play this like really chill and kind of get out of it i'm like or i can make this about as terrible as it can be because it'll be really fun for the plot and the story and i was like oh yeah let's make this harder on us like let's make this goofy i think some of the most fun i've had on the podcast has us trying to figure out how we can make the natural ones that much funnier Oh my god! Because I know, because you know, when I when I play with other people, some people get really upset about their natural ones, or they feel like you know, oh man, I, I'm rolling so bad, I don't want to play anymore. But I feel like with us, it has been always like, okay, I rolled a natural one. Now, how can I make this the most entertaining as I possibly can? Well, I rolled a natural yeah. one on an insight, and it became like my favorite bit in like five episodes. Because oh. <laughs> I was like, I think this bad guy might be a good guy. <laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna eat your face. I'm gonna fucking eat your You know, it was really, really fun. Natural one. <laughs> you can fix him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literal. <laughs> it's, like, it's gonna be great, you guys. Commit to the bit. I think my favorite natural one for Parker is when you were trying to kick in a door and you rolled a natural <laughs> one, but because of your strength, it was a minus two. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just fractured like... my ankle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I about oh, or was the door unlocked and just like it was pushed yes. open? Yes, it was a it was a pull, <laughs> not a push. That's what I get. I had no business trying to kick down a door. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I think I do remember because you did that. And you were like on the ground wailing, and then I walked over you and opened, like pulled out the yeah. door and you rolled in. over a two. Yeah, yeah, it's a pull. I <laughs> roll an insane amount of nat ones. Mm. Uh, there's yeah. one episode where I roll a nat one to do something that I really wanted to do used a re-roll to do it again and rolled a second nat one yeah. i was like this one not in the cards like, <laughs> it's not happening did i say I no <laughs> yeah i was like well this is gonna fuel me emotionally like mm. that's the biz i do love how much you embrace the nat ones or the low rolls you just go with it and you just not you can tell it's 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 something you've all decided okay if we're getting that one we're gonna go with it and it, we're not going to get upset about it or anything like that. We're just going to, it's just going to carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of our natural ones have always been, have also been like very pivotal moments in the story. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it just changes what's going to happen in that, like what was supposed to happen. And it just pivots completely to a different direction. We roll bad for the plot. <laughs> yeah. We were totally yeah. rolling bad on purpose. Yeah. I think that was one of the, <laughs> the pitches for the title of the show was for the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the plot. <laughs> wow. I pitched for the plot, I think, because that's mm. like something. I, I didn't think pitched. magic isn't real was gonna be the title. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> but yeah, you pitched it and we all giggled, and then that was the title. And then that was it. And I was like, all right, I go. Okay, <laughs> I guess yeah, we're rolling. I mean, it makes with sense. It. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other like, uh, you know, pitched title ideas that almost made it but didn't? Ooh, I really liked. We ended up using it as our subtitle, but I really liked almost a hero's journey. Yeah. Wow. That's our cuz yeah, where magic isn't real, almost a hero's journey, actually a D&D TTRPG podcast. Um I'm trying to remember if there are any other ones. I remember uh Dice Tower of Babel. That's one of really the ones like I really Tower. liked. I think it might actually be a thing or we just didn't go with it. I liked like you walk into it, you meet in a tavern or something like that, but I think that was already I think a that's thing. A, that was the one that was already a thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't you know. I feel like uh, at least for me, the magic isn't real. It just stood out so much for whatever reason. It was a unanimous vote. Yeah, it was, it was like we all heard it. And we we're like, "Yep, that's it. Yeah. That's the show." I will say, you guys, you guys nailed it. It's a very catchy title. I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, "Hmm, all right." <laughs> it's uh, a terrible 
for uh, uh what's it called seo for seo yeah we're terrible yeah. for seo <laughs> <laughs> yeah you google magic isn't real and like a hundred things come up before us i think there's literally like a magician's podcast that pops up before us <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think on spotify if you haven't listened to our podcast before i think there was some other podcast that come out with that yeah we might be the number one for podcasts now but if you just google magic isn't real you're not gonna find us yeah. I'm i will say <laughs> i am also similarly bad at um SEO stuff. We we named this show after a bard subclass mm-hmm. in D anD D. Yes. <laughs> like we're never gonna get seen. <laughs> oh enough. my god! Did you? Are you just now getting this bit? Yes. I don't play a lot wow. of bards. I didn't play a lot of bards. You owe me a D anD D. What a failure! So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be the next uh, question. I named the show that because it was like, oh, we're on the Bard Rock Cafe, like the Bard mm-hmm. Rock Network. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a sub show of the Bard Rock Network. It's gonna be like a subclass. Ha ha. That's fun. No, it's really like fun. It. Yeah, I do like it. <laughs> Who cares about Google? But, yeah, yeah. Google's yeah. not important. Don't, don't know her. Never met her. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? But yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm cursed with SEO because like my other show, my home actual play show, Wayfaring Strangers, I named it that because I was like, oh, we'll just like name it like the song, and when people search the song, they'll find the podcast. Turns out they just find the song. Mm. Crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Marketing is hard. Yeah. Marketing oh, is shit. hard. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but that's one of our things. It's like the people that find the show love it. Our retention rate's really good. Yeah, and I mean, it's that end all. Like, I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. Like, hmm. that's truly what keeps me going. I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't keep doing this if there wasn't like people in the Discord that are really, really. Like, when's the next episode coming about, out? Yeah, really wanting to see more and. I'm going to be honest, guys. There's been a couple times where I've been like, maybe this thing isn't for us. Maybe that this podcast isn't going to survive simply because we have to live in the real world and there's bills to be paid and I have to go to work Mm. and then I come home to do more work for the podcast. But truly just seeing the people's good, honest reviews and how much they enjoy certain aspects of the show makes me feel like this truly is worth it. And, you know, I think this is something that, you know, I know a lot of, I know like a D&D, first and foremost, it's about having fun, you know? Mm. And I feel like, you know, the reason why I enjoy doing this so much is because, you know, we are surrounded, we are literally just, you know, a group of friends having fun. Because even if we weren't doing this for a podcast, I would still commit every Saturday to come out here and, you know, and play along. So, and I think that very much translates into the show because, you know, yeah, we could we could be more professional. We could, you know, <laughs> not try to talk over each other. We could do all these other things. But then it's not really friends having fun. It's more of us doing a professional thing. And even though we are trying to make it a little, you know, we're trying to make it professional, making it, you know, like a sound good and which that's still in mind. It's not the it's not the main focus to the point that it changes how we interact with each other. That's the thing. Like, I know really early on we talked about like what it means to make a podcast and tell a story and all that and it's like yeah I guess a bunch of like professional actor writers um could be doing this but honestly like the friendship and camaraderie like you can tell how much fun we're having and I think that's what makes the show endearing in even like yeah I'm like pulling like I'm losing it when I tried to dm the one time and I go back and I listen, and I'm like, man, everyone is having so much fun. 
Like, it's even fun to listen to me, like, freak out at Dustin. Like, it's, you can tell we're all having a good time. And, like, when we hang out, like, this is a group of people I hang out with. Hmm. Like, we're not, we're, it's not work. It's never been work. It's like, guys, let's play some D&D and record it. And then Dustin will make a sound really good later. <laughs> um, and that's like, yeah, that's the, that's the freaking best. Yeah, because if we're not recording for the show, we're talking about the show, and we're talking about the excitement of what could happen in the show. I did accidentally, during in like the most recent episode we had come out, I was doing like some monologuing, and I referred to Brandon as Christian. Oh, yeah. And there was no way to cut around I it. brought Christian back to life. Wait, yeah. what? I was like, <laughs> I helped Christian out. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the only bummer. It's like, oh, I am a little bit too close to y'all. Because <laughs> um, I think Jonah called me Parker or something once in like an after show too. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. But like we're we're freaking friends. <laughs> it's gonna happen sometimes. Magic isn't real. We're freaking friends. Yeah. We're freaking friends. <laughs> we're freaking friends, man. <laughs> that should be your your yeah. uh, subtitle. <laughs> this is just my attempt to censor myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other fun questions that we want to get through? Oh, should we chat? On to the unfun question. I've done the unfun question. Boring stuff. What is the meaning of life? 42. Tell, please tell me, Parker Henley. <laughs> the meaning of life. 42. <laughs> um, that is such a 14-year-old girl answer. I love you. it. <laughs> I think Parker read... Um, Parker read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. My favorite, no one liked it because it's such a niche joke for me, but I pitch almost all of the episode titles. Um, and one that I recently pitched was So Long and Thanks for the Fish Camp. And that's yeah. just a hitchhiker. Yeah, and I was like, no one's going to want this but me. <laughs> and I was giggling over it all day. I was like, So Long and Thanks for the Fish Camp. And everyone's like, no, let's go for with the one that makes sense. And I was like, fine, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Fine. Kayla's the best at that. She's the best at laughing at her own jokes. I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, who's going to laugh exactly. with you? You know what I mean? So Dustin does this really cute thing that that uh, endlessly upsets me, where Dustin refuses to edit out any of my laughs in the show. So you just hear constant, I'll try and get through a sentence, and then I'll stop and giggle for like five minutes. And then I'll go back, and he's like, I'm not cutting it. And I'm like... Because uh, the whole pod is me laughing at my own jokes uh, in a way that's <laughs> maybe not so endearing all the time, but is very honest. Yeah, up to episode 18, there is not a moment in which a Kayla laugh is cut. I don't know, since we've hired new editors onto the team, yeah. but um, up to that point, absolutely everything that happened there was your authentic laugh. Yeah. So I keep that in. Anytime I helped, I cut as many of them as I could. Yeah. See, I'm very different from <laughs> Kayla in that anytime I start laughing before I'm about to say something, you know it's about to get cut. <laughs> Jonah, here is my single. I have one singular bone to pick with Jonah, and yeah. it's that Uh-oh. he has never found yeah. any of us funny. <laughs> I'll go back and listen, and everyone will laugh, and Jonah will be silent but then you'll hear him he's laughing he's just laughing off mic and like trying to be conscientious of all of us that or it makes be, it sound like i don't give a shit about any it'll be like a two second pause after i think <laughs> you said one time you get in your own head about it's a podcast i can't laugh and just fucking laugh. You make us seem so. When we get a Jonah laugh, though, and it's loud oh, and on mic, it's so worth glorious. it. Glorious. It's like I've won the day. Oh my god. 
It's a real achievement. <laughs> See, we did See, it! See, there it is. Look at that. We got one. Versus I'm like ambient noise, small laugh. Just in the background <laughs> giggling all the time. I'm just constantly loud. Christians are supportive king. Oh, absolutely. I'll make the worst joke imaginable, and Christian will laugh at no it. No matter what, Christian always I'm laughs. just it having a good time. <laughs> See, as a, as, a, as a fellow cheap laugh, I'm, <laughs> I'm oh, always no. there for... <laughs> oh, no, not cheap I'm laugh. always there for a good time. <laughs> I, you, I, really I mean, you can... You'll hear it, like, cause I don't cut myself out when I'm when I'm sitting here just giggling my head off. Anybody can say anything. I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. It's cause you're having fun. Exactly. I'm having a great time. I love this show. I love getting to talk to like fellow creators and yeah. just seeing like their you know stance on things and where it, like m- matches with what how I feel about the medium and like. I, I don't know. Uh, I just like talking to people. Oh my god, bro! I'm about to marry you right now. You are speaking my <laughs> language. Yeah, I'm just out uh, here laughing through bits and ruining the jokes. <laughs> That's my same. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? No, just endlessly happy to be here. There's nothing more fun than freaking playing Dungeons and Dragons and TTRPGs and hanging out with friends and talking about Dungeons and Dragons and TTRPGs. Much to the annoyance of my friends that don't play. That don't play. Yeah, and are like, oh my god, can can we discuss anything? That's something I really wanted to be important to the show, at the start at least, is like I wanted to bring people in that don't listen to TTRPG podcasts or people who don't know the D&D lingo to come in and listen and be like, oh, this is just a story. And that's Hmm. truly what I want this to be at the core is I don't want you to have to learn every single mechanic. I want you to be able to listen and be immersed in the world. And I think up to this point, it's been to that vision. And I really, really appreciate all the support that's been coming behind it. The dice are a supplement. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're, you know, we're a very honest, um, podcast. We really, I mean, we've had to re-record very few things. Just the once. Yeah, it's like, well, these are the roles we got. This is the thing that happened. We're it, Even though it is for entertainment purposes, we really don't self-edit all that much, which is um, maybe to our detriment, but I think it lends to authenticity in a way that I personally really appreciate. Yeah, I just think people can smell bullshit a mile away. And if you re-record and make it seem more narratively driven and less impulsive, mm. people are going to know. And it's going to not seem as like I'm sitting there at the table with them and more like, oh, I'm listening to an informal podcast. Well, and I, th- I think that's a lot of the charm of the medium mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that like you get a lot of stories that don't play out like you would expect, mm. like a, you know, like a movie or a book right. or a TV show to play out. You know, because it's, you know, beholden to rolls of the dice and just pure chance. Right. And, you know, just you know, there there is there are times and places where like re-recording stuff is, you know, OK to do, especially if it's like you listen back and you go, oh, this is like not even fun or good to listen to. Then then that's like a discussion that you can have. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know. I think we can talk about yeah. this. Can we talk about the murder pit? Yeah, we can talk about there? the murder pit. Oh, that's right. There was <laughs> one time we did actually screw ourselves over and have to go back and re-record. Mm-hmm. 
That was the one time I was thinking of. I of, forgot oh, about that. We made the whole thing, but it was another situation where I was being too nice. And it happened. We finished the session, and Jonah said, I call bullshit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. really? Let's talk about that. And I, I agreed with everything. I think that every decision we make needs to be not only authentic to your characters but mine as well and i need to be held accountable and the the king of the murder pit um let them out as opposed to being like oh these guys aren't cooperating anymore they're not putting on a show let's kill them and that's our entertainment and instead i just said okay they've given us a show enough i guess three people can exit victorious uh you three and uh we ended it and we just had to re-record because it wasn't really authentic it wasn't really realistic and mm. I felt much better after that recording because they, I, I should have had more faith in the players. Should have been able to realize that they can get themselves out of the situation. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but yeah, do you remember we recorded it and then we were like, that wasn't fun. Yeah, it wasn't really a satisfying ending because I think I just handed it off too easily. Um. Hey, Damn it, Jonah. Number two, Jonah dropping something for the second time. <laughs> Mixing it up. <laughs> we got to uh, stop relentlessly bullying Jonah. No, today. I'm not going to stop bullying him till he stops dropping stuff on recordings. <laughs> like, it happens every time. Damn. It's all good, buddy. I love you. <laughs> That's their dynamic, That's- though. They fight for like seven episodes straight, and they're like, do you want a carpool? How <laughs> <laughs> are you getting home? <laughs> Oh my! You want to grab food after this? Or <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I I will say uh, now that you brought that up, I do mm-hmm. love the dynamic between our characters. I think there's very very fun. Yeah, it's getting to a pretty good spot. Yeah, so we, I think we did a really. I mean, it wasn't on purpose. We didn't really discuss it, but I think we picked such a different variety of personalities to play as that mm-hmm. it's very entertaining to see. You know, like a when Parker and Ted go off on their own. And see like you know how they interact because they are so much more similar as opposed to like you know me and parker go off and now there's like this whole different dynamic because we just have such contrasting personalities well it's so crazy because me and jonah actually built our characters at, at the same time we went to a like a pub with dustin and he had us answer like a hundred questions and our pet peeves were things that directly related to the other person like Parker's was like when people aren't clean, <laughs> um, and Ted's was like when people take for granted like a good family life, or something like that. Because and he's a sad boy. Yeah, and then I pitched <laughs> this character who's, uh, you know, really beholden to her grandparents who love her dearly, and Ted's like I am a sweaty, sweaty boy, and they met, and Parker was like you're my best friend now. <laughs> 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 And that was that was really funny. That was not how I anticipated that to play out. Um, but then it was because Brandon gets downed so fast. Yeah, that was the big. I think that was the big like one. The trauma yeah. bonded. I yeah, mean, it's the big star being shot down. It's <laughs> like you've been the shit on Earth, but now that you're not in a place where you're the king. Yeah, as I said, I do remember that. That was the incident that. I remember you and Ted bonding over really quick because you were like, all right, we got to help Brandon. We're like, oh, yeah. shit, this kid just died. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, I was at school 45 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's a point where I really got to pat you guys on the back because in an average D&D session, people would just be like, 
oh, this doesn't really have real life consequences for me, so I'm just gonna, you know, play it off as nonchalant as I can, so I can be a cool character. And I think the coolest characters are the ones that don't play it like that. I think you guys have been absolutely expertly navigating these scenarios in a way that is so authentic to the character, but also makes it so freaking nice for me to bounce off of. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that our characters really care about each other. Yeah. Whether or not we are good at expressing it. <laughs> or <laughs> Just like teenagers. Just yeah. like teenagers, yeah. We're having a really hard time, you know, as teenagers, navigating our relationships with each other. Um, and what that means with the world. But at the end of the day, they do all really care yeah. mm-hmm. and have and will take bullets for each other over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, uh, I, just, I love it so much. I love the show. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but the dynamics is what I really like it for. Uh, I love what I am a big sucker of when two characters just have a second to talk to each other one on one. Yeah. Because I feel like them bouncing off of each other, you learn so much from both of them. In those, even if it's just like five minutes, you know, uh, it's just you learn so much from two personalities just talking to each other, and then them going back to a group dynamic, and then maybe kind of like putting that away to the side because something more important is going on. Right. And I think that's just really cool. And that one of my favorite ones was just when you guys, you and like you know Parker and Ted, have a lot of alone time together. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. <laughs> it's really fun to RP because, I mean, Joan is, like, one of my best friends. We've known each other forever. So we just kind of, like, shoot the shit for ten minutes. Um, but we're terrible for the plot. We're so terribly bad for the plot <laughs> because we're, like, whatever. Jonah will say something that will make me laugh, and then it's done for, like, ten minutes. I'm like, yeah, let's hard pivot to whatever it was you said. Like... <laughs> Jonah's like, do you think this is a costume party? And I'm like, absolutely. I believe whatever you say. Like, who cares about the plot? We're going shopping. Um, which is really fun. But yeah, we didn't get to have a scene together, Parker and Brandon, until like like episode five or something like that. Mm-hmm. We didn't speak until a really... And then it ends up being like a really randomly poignant conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one of my favorite moments was when we first got to talk. And we were so awkward about it. So awkward. <laughs> the whole time it's like, you think Ted's doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I love it for that. Yeah, but I look forward to growing all the character relationships. That's that's what I'm in it for. On a bit of a behind-the-scenes uh, note, I like to talk to shows about music as a musician. Um, so I want to I wanna get to know a little bit more about like your guys's editing process and the music that you choose and use for the show that is a question straightly directed to dustin but before (laughs) dustin launches in uh our dear dear friend jake the dead did our theme music and it's phenomenal Mm. and i think dustin just sent him like a lot of different audio samples and was like something like this and then jake pulled out the absolute banger of all time I think someone described it as the um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater music, and I was like, "That's the biggest compliment yes. that you can yes. give." Yes, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it is. You know, it's the it's the it's the trumpets that give it that kind of like ska feel. Uh, yeah, I said yes. bonus if you can add trumpets into it, just because I know that's a big part of like what I wanted. Because when I think of like high school band, I think of brass. I think of like when yes. you're going to the football games and you you see all of that shine come out on the football field to play a song, and it's. It's very, like, brings you back to that place, in my head, personally. Um, 
in terms of other music and like background we use, we have a subscription service uh, that we use to pull everything across. I like to keep a smaller list of music, but I know the more places we go and the more uh, type of environments we see, I'm going to be pulling a different variety of what fits this scene specifically versus mm-hmm. we have to keep it consistent. Uh, I like that there is like a specific like three songs that we could play and people are like, oh, magic isn't real. But I have to be less insistent on consistency because we actually don't have the musicians to make it ourselves and we're just using the free, royalty-free stuff that we can do off of this service that we have. Yeah, if we could hire Jake full-time. God, that would be awesome. (laughs) He'd be so happy. I would be so insanely happy. Yeah, literally can't stop singing his praises. Uh, Freaking crushed it. For sure. Like, the intro gave me this idea. We're on episode nine of this show now, and pretty much every show that we've done has had, like, their own custom, like, theme music Hmm. for the most part. Um, And it makes me want to do this, like, little segment, just, like, a one-off episode maybe, where I just grab some people and just go, okay, I'm going to play, you know, these songs, and you have to tell me what podcast it's from. (laughs) And I feel like maybe maybe there's just not enough people that have listened to like this exact like mm-hmm. group of shows right. very niche <laughs> yeah I, it's so crazy because i can literally hear it in my head right now as we're talking i mean i listen re- like quasi religiously to like two three D D podcasts and i get those intro songs stuck in my head I'm like, that's my stuff right there. I love a good mm-hmm. podcast intro. Um, and I think ours just sounds like a party. And I think it is a party. <laughs> it is a party. Yeah. I will say it did give me uh, like comparisons to uh, another D&D show. It, it, it reads very uh, Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> I am so into that show. <laughs> When I was first like doing preliminary research before my listen through of the show, I was like, "Oh, this show's gonna read very much like similarly to to that show." Mm. And then I was very pleasantly surprised to find that I was wrong. And this is something very unique and cool. It was crazy because Dustin pitched me the concept for our show a long, long time ago, and at the time I was listening to Dungeons and Daddies season one. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I got to Dungeons & Daddies Season 2, and I was like, oh, my God. They're both about high schoolers. Like, (laughs) oh, no, we're in so much trouble. And then it panned out in a way that was totally (laughs) so different. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, babe, these are going to be similar. And then we recorded, and they weren't. Watch this. (laughs) Up there with, like, some of the best theme music of all time, uh, Dungeons & Daddies. I will say, I I do not listen to a lot of TTRPG podcasts because I am – constantly listening to and editing my own and being like okay i need to edit at this point in there as i'm like driving to work and i'm like okay i need to edit five minute 30 seconds uh da, 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 da. so i have no time to actually listen to other podcasts anymore and it sucks but the two that i only really listened to was NADPOD and dungeons and daddies and dungeons and daddies i think is the one that really made me want to do this because i, I think they're a huge inspiration to me not saying that like I'm going to steal everything they work for, but I, I, I think they have a beautiful way of establishing creative writing in a D&D setting and how everyone can still have a hand in the story without being the DM. 
and I, mm. I just really, really appreciate the way that they give everyone agency, and it makes for a very, very good story. Yeah, their music is amazing. <laughs> I love yeah. their theme. Oh, I love their <laughs> intros. Stop copyright, babe. Cop, come on now. <laughs> Are they copyrighted? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> It's very, very good theme music. Anthony, though. if you're listening to this, is it copyrighted? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let us know. Anthony, if you're listening to this, uh, hop on our show. We want to talk to hop you. Hop on ours. I mean, no please. <laughs> ideal. I, that, I, honestly, when you were like that talking my, about ideal the two guests, I was going in between is Anthony Birch yeah, I was and like, Lee Mulligan. I know we're quasi-inspired by them but i think regular show was our biggest thematic inspiration <laughs> shout out to yeah, regular I show <laughs> well we're gonna be talking about speaking of great intros let's see what have we not talked about this is the nice thing mm. about having like guests and guests that are like the whole cast is like i can ask one question at the beginning of the show and <laughs> they'll just go off and talk yeah. to themselves 20 minutes later and you I think you've only said you like, like answer all things our... up to this point <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the trick the trick is to get us to shut up that's the option <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you can't tell this is our first uh uh interview so if we go on for quite longer than we should please feel free to cut us no off. yes please <laughs> no. do whatever needs to be done you can just look at us and be like, hey, you're up here. I need you to be down here. <laughs> I I mean, I, I talked about this with our guests last month uh, where I'm like, you know, if I am given too much space, I'll just keep talking. Like that one character in the office that's like, oh, nobody's ever let me talk this long. So I don't know like what I'm saying. <laughs> that is my tragic so I, flaw as a and d character. Right. No one cuts me off. I just keep going. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, you guys uh, record in person. We've we've established this. Do you guys do, like, just one episode at a time for your recording sessions, or do you go in, like, batches? I think we talked about doing batches at some point, but this was still at the phase where it was, like, I was our editing team, and we were mm -hmm. doing, like, two-hour episodes at that time. We've done both. I think right now we're sticking to one episode at a time, listen to the episode drop, and then we go on. And also, like poor Dustin because he'll be like I know exactly how this next episode's gonna go and we'll be like no you don't and just absolutely ruin it I and don't say that anymore yeah and then his prep is shot for the next episode so it's become a lot easier I know we recorded um, eight and nine was supposed to be one episode but it was just so long mm -hmm. we broke it into two um, in a couple of them we did batch record in pairs of two but it was like oh man we're playing for so long and that was when we were really early into it, and we decided that just doing one at a time was probably the way to go. Yeah, seriously, I, my notes are useless by this point. Shout out to Tracy, the shop, uh, the <laughs> shop clerk in Home Alone, that that taught us improv our third year of college. Because if I didn't have half of the skills that I have now to just think on my feet, this show wouldn't go on. I tr <laughs> truly, this is just up to what can you do when you're thrown a wrench and I, I'm mm -hmm. just so happy uh, Mrs. Tachansky the one I always <laughs> talk about Chansky. when I had like seriously a plan of there are paths that you can follow there are like I made like a big graph of like over like 80 different um, possible entries to 80 possible uh, final destinations that they could have gotten to uh, by the end of them running away from this um, tracker 
by this uh, person trying to kill Reese. And they said, no, on the first choice, on the first choice for my, I said, left or right? And they said, straight. They said, we're mm. going to jump into a car. And <laughs> it's truly changed the way that I've been seeing this group and how they can challenge me. And it's fantastic. It always comes out fantastic. Yeah, you can't give us two options. <laughs> no. We'll make a third. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always good. Uh, Vicky, do you have anything else? I was going to say, we normally we ask, um, do you have any advice for budding GMs? But yeah. I want to throw it open. I want to open it up to be like, do you have any advice for budding like people who want to play TTRPGs? And just throw it out to everybody. I think I got one. If I'm, I've, got, you know. I've got some wisdom to impart. <laughs> impart your Ooh. wisdom. I want to I'll impart Damn. my wisdom. Uh, <laughs> the thing that held me back the most when I started playing was that I was really afraid to roll bad. Um, mm. And it wasn't until I started listening to D&D podcasts that I was like, oh, shoot, it can be really fun when you roll bad. Yes. Uh, and just to, like, accept and embrace that. Also, and I'll die on this hill, there is nothing wrong with building your character off of a bit. Like, <laughs> find one thing that you want to play. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like to go in with not a ton of character prep and just find and discover it. And that's okay. Like, yeah. for this, I was like, I'm allergic to a lot of stuff. I live with my grandparents, and if I go to a party, I'm talking to dogs the entire time and not the people at the party. Okay. And you find everything else. So just, like, don't be afraid to, like, role play really hard, and don't be afraid to roll really bad, because hmm. you're gonna. And, like, I'd get embarrassed. It's not embarrassing. It's a, it's a, it's a dice. And then just take it in stride and have fun with it. I, I want to say this because I know, Dustin, you have brought it up a couple times but your dm is not always your enemy he is you know <laughs> we are all making a story together you know and mm-hmm. it is um i think we all fall i think you know as players and i'm only speaking as a player because i've never really dm'd before so i have no idea where that side of it is <laughs> <laughs> don't do it it's so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah right i've heard uh, no. but you know i feel like as a player you get into this mentality of like your dm gives you this obstacle and you have to try to do everything you can to like beat the DM. But, you know, we are all making a story together. And if you inform your DM of like things you want to do and things where you want to take your character as, they will work with you and it'll mm. make that story go that much better. I mean, uh, I feel like at this point, Dustin has such a good grasp on what I enjoy and where I want to take my character that half of the stuff that he throws at me, we don't even discuss. And we kind of just roll with it together because he knows exactly where I want to end up. And I know exactly how Dustin plays at this point that we can literally just at the second he throws something at me, I can just bounce off of off of him immediately. And that's just because, you know, we discussed it before. We have discussed about this is where I want to take my character. This is where I want it to end. And you got to understand that he's not your enemy. He's there to make the story fun for you. So just work with your DMs. He's not they're not there to be against you. They're there with you gonna cry on me now please don't cry on me because <laughs> i will I cry <laughs> jonah you have anything maybe uh like kayla talked about something i was going to bring up which is you know um when you're making a character it's good to leave a lot of blank spots a lot of holes that are open to you know be filled yeah. while you're actually playing because it's very one it's very hard to think of an entire fully fledged character concept before you actually play with it and two, uh, I just think it's more enjoyable to not have to do that prep work beforehand. But also, like, for people who are first starting out and playing TTRPGs, sometimes you can look at 
you know, specifically D&D's 12 class system and find it a little constricting uh, compared to the vast amount of different archetypes you can find in like TV shows or movies or video games. But um, when I create a character, I always try to break the idea of a class down into its most very basic components. So like Ted being a bard, he doesn't really do a lot of things that bards are usually associated with in D&D, but I tried to think of some oddball connections that you could draw between a a wacko kid who's really, really into pro wrestling theatrics and a <laughs> traditional loot-wielding D&D bard. Um, and, you know, flavor, I like to say, is free. So almost every DM, if you work with, um, and you approach them and say, hey, I have this really interesting concept, you know, cause can we reflavor a lot of existing mechanics into things that look or feel more like this, uh, you'll get a lot more reception with that than I think you would coming up with like, hey, can I do this weird homebrew mechanics? Or hey, can I you know, have these special accommodations? Because it helps me you know, realize my character. I was so excited when you were handed our harmonica in like episode two or three. Yes. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see where this bit goes. He yeah. like, rejects it utterly. In the trash. Give me a, give me a bullhorn. It shows and up said, a couple you know times. I bought a nice <laughs> harmonica for Jonah yeah. and have never seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen it since. The harmonica does, it does show up a couple times. Usually to punctuate a really good bit. Or like a really sad moment. <laughs> Use nice it in lieu of a slide whistle. Steel. Yeah. Never fucking seen it. Not a day in my life. <laughs> have it framed in my apartment. <laughs> don't you feel mean now? Don't you feel silly? <laughs> no, I don't, because I've been to his apartment and ain't there. I'll tell yeah, you yeah, no, absolutely. At the time, I was like, what the fuck do you think I am, Neil Young? Get the, get the shit out of here. I can't wait to watch this uh, like arc of Jonah actually learning the harmonica, and then he shows up in like episode fifty with the crazy solo. <laughs> <laughs> That's our season finale. Jonah plays us out on the harmonica. Oh my god! You need to learn he the song. Plays the intro the on harmonica. Yeah, you gotta learn the theme, bro. Well, oh no. you got homework now. <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. <laughs> I think most of the advice I can really give is in the world of DMing and people who just are coming to the world of TTRPGs are going to be players and going to be sheltered into that sort of role. The way that I was brought up with D&D was I started in middle school, and it was very much like this is a video game, and this is like a video game brought to paper, and everyone's trying to make their biggest, baddest, most cool characters. And I think now I cannot play a character if they have all positive stats. It's Mm -hmm. It will not be an enjoyable experience for me because... I think that it's great to not only see your character evolve in terms of power and ability, but in terms of character, there are certain aspects that you can't get if someone's good at everything. Back to uh, enjoy those nat ones, you know? Find moments (laughs) where that character can be vulnerable and can Mm -hmm. mess up. Conflict is the greatest creator of story, and I think that you can't really be the best player for your DM's narrative if you can't embrace failure. God, I love the indie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love I love it. I love this show. You guys are great. Uh oh, stop it. You know, we've had we've had a lot of people <laughs> come on the show and go, "I was waiting for you to just like rip us apart." And it's like, mm. "Hey, we're not going to do that cuz it's, you know, mm. 
bad what to just like burn bridges with fellow creators. <laughs> hey, <laughs> come on our show. We're gonna talk mad shit about yeah. you the whole We're time. Post it online. We've it's only erased you. We've only been like harsh, I think, on one show, and that was just because I think it just didn't fit like what I was looking for at the time mm. for like shows to cover, maybe. But I say harsh, it still was like, hey, these guys are great, but here's like one or two things that I was like, eh, kind of took me out. Yeah. Um, but I love talking to people and knowing that they're so passionate about the thing that they're doing. Th- there's nothing bad that I could ever have to say yeah. about, you know, another uh, a show like like this. But yeah, that's magic isn't real. Uh, nice. Do you guys want to give us a quick like social plug? I can throw some links in. I'll, I'll throw some links in the show notes because uh, I've been told I need to do that more. <laughs> <laughs> been told well, off. First of all, just thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. You. It's been great to talk with y'all and just get a chance to kind of rave about this process uh, with other TTRPG lovers. Uh, when it comes to finding us, we're on any podcast site at just Magic Isn't Real. Um, other than that, our social media is different for every single platform because Magic Isn't Real podcast is a long handle. So really mm-hmm. check us out on Twitter at Magic Isn't Real PD. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be on there and answer any questions. Uh, you might have everything is linked in our show description. So just find us at Magic Isn't Real anywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, Marshalls Wonderful. are the best class. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will stand my Marshalls. I will stand my Marshalls till the end of time. We don't stand with his opinions. He doesn't speak for the company. Uh, <laughs> Views expressed are my own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for this month at College of Whispers. Uh, we just want to do one final thank you to the cast of Magic Isn't Real yeah, thank you. for appearing next month. Uh, we will actually be taking a month off because I feel like we need a month off. <laughs> well, the break. God, I feel that. Yeah. And then we will be back in April with our 10th episode. Uh, we made it double digits. Double digits. <laughs> we did it. Uh, where we'll, we will be talking to the cast of Dice Company. But until then, thank you for listening to College of Whispers. May your backlog grow ever shorter. Our intro and outro song is Everything by Winter Wayfarer. Check them out on all major streaming platforms. You can find College of Whispers on social media at all the relevant places listed in the show notes. College of Whispers is a Bard Rock Network production. Learn more about the network in the show notes and on social media. Thank you for checking out our show. As a reminder, we're part of Bard Rock Network, who you can support by checking out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games. Support our local game store, get yourself some TTRPG essentials, and help the network produce some more excellent content. It really makes a difference. Our show and all the other shows on Bard Rock Network wouldn't be possible without the support of people like you on our Patreon and Ko-fi. That's why we like to thank supporters who pledge above a certain tier at the end of network productions. 
This month's top supporters are Sarah, Queen, Viralor, Khadija, Marty, and Paul. Thank you all so much for supporting the network. If you want to get shoutouts and other rewards, pledge on our Patreon or Ko-fi today. Links in the show notes.